0: Music There is so much more to mixed martial arts than training and fighting. At its core, all MMA should be is about what happens in the cage or ring, but in reality, this is a business. And if there's one thing that has become abundantly clear over the last decade in this sport, it's that drama sells. One way to create the tension that gets those pay-per-view buys is getting on the microphone and letting your opponent have a piece of your mind. I
1: know his mama got tickets, so... Shut the (laughs) fuck
0: up about hate. Trash talk has become a major part of the sport, whether all fans like it or not. So today, let's embrace that fact and take a look at the 10 fighters who are the best in the world when it comes to verbal destruction. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point, and these are the 10 greatest trash talkers in MMA history. Number 10. Rampage Jackson. When people count me out, that's when I shine the most. My friends are going to make money off this fight. What makes Rampage Jackson so unique on our list, besides being an incredibly effective trash talker long before it was in vogue, is that he really has two personas, and it is that dual nature that makes him stand out. On the one side, you have Quentin, he's the life of the party, he's constantly cracking jokes at his interviews. The only thing I eat wet is my cereal. Mm. He'll do most of his trash talk in this form, choosing to make everyone laugh at his opponent more so than intimidating them. I see John Jones getting destroyed. everything feels lighthearted. Then there's Rampage, and he can appear on a dime just as he does on Fight Night when Jackson walks to the cage, chain around his neck, howling at the moon. The werewolf mask he wore in Pride, a perfect analogy for his transformation. By that time, I'm not Quentin no more. It's Rampage, so I have no idea. I'm two different people. Page's time as a coach on The Ultimate Fighter against Rashad Evans gave us several glimpses into his dual nature, one moment clowning Evans, and an instant later, dead serious, eyes locked and ready to throw down. His taunting at that point more an open invitation to see what happens if things get physical than an attempt to merely intimidate. According to an interview he did in 2016, there has only ever been one opponent that has intimidated John Jones, and that was Jackson. High praise from the greatest of all time. You can live a long border of life, or a short sighted one. I'd rather have fun. Number nine, Israel Adesanya. I remember everything like an elephant. And like I said, I was in the nosebleeds, and now I made nose nosebleed. We've seen Israel Adesanya's propensity for trolling since he got into the UFC. That Deadpool tattoo on his side very fitting, as there are few better in the fight game today at absolutely clowning their opponent, especially on social media. Adesanya's use of memes and internet culture is wholly unique on this list. It's as if an edgy teen that spends all day on 4chan suddenly became the best middleweight fighter in the world. I see you guys creeping on my Instagram. Don't think I don't see you watching me, and I've been watching you. With as silly and downright strange as much of his trash talk can be at times,
1: He's a buffooness ignoramus, so I thought he was gonna, like, shit in his hand and throw it at the cage.
0: Look no further than his many back-and-forths with Paulo Costa or John Jones. Mighty, pulsing, power, picto, head. fuck that cunt. Simultaneously, there is a confidence about his victories that Adesanya often displays in interviews that, when paired with his incredible in-cage ability, is truly intimidating.
1: You said 10 rounds with your middle. And fucking what? If you spent 10 rounds with one man, that's five rounds too long. All you need is three, two, or one.
0: Understand that. The sure answers he gives about what will happen in the cage or how much better he is than his opponents displays a very real confidence that few fighters have. He truly believes he is better and states the outcomes of his fight as if they're just completely obvious. After his victories, he has no problem reminding everyone exactly why he's still unbeaten at 20 and 0.
1: My skinny shins sliced him open like a katana blade.
0: He may be a master troll, but his ability to back it up has made him a uniquely effective trash talker. Number eight, Jorge Masvidal.
1: Give him the three piece with the soda, and then just glide out of it.
0: While his recent political campaigning may have divided fans, there is no denying that, in large part, Jorge Masvidal's meteoric rise to superstardom in the last few years can be credited to his ability to talk the talk.
1: Ben's not even worth waking up before like 10 a.m. in the morning. I want to break his fucking face, man. I want to break his fucking rib cage and I don't want to knock him out early on. I don't. I just want to torture
0: that guy, man. Now, don't get me wrong. Of course, Gamebred's performances were crucial too. If he doesn't blast Darren Till and Ben Askren into another plane of existence, there's no BMF fight. There's no title shot against Usman that sells 1.3 million pay-per-views. He's simply just another welterweight. But when you combine those performances with a backstage brawl and some of the smoothest trash talk the sport has ever seen, but it, the referee
1: hadn't pulled me off, and my job is to hit somebody till the referee pulls me off.
0: It's a recipe for printing money. Jorge differs greatly from the majority of his peers as a to talking because his is uniquely chill he's not going to yell and rant he's just going to in a very matter-of-fact way tell you that you're dead well let's say you did occupy space in my head do other fighters want to do that is that a good idea Of course, we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't discuss the three-piece and a soda interview. And while that is the soundbite of all soundbites, the rest of the segment is just as intimidating and cool.
1: Your visa in America is now revoked, because if you land in
0: America, it's gonna be some problem. Masvidal's entire persona is Tony Montana levels of cool without the insane coke-fueled outbursts. And whether you're a fan or not, it's hard to deny that there are few who can talk in this sport quite like Game Bread.
1: The universe is gonna correct that mistake via me. Uh, Our time will come, I'll dictate when. then what I did to Ben was a little uncalled for. No, it wasn't. What I'm gonna do to Kobe's gonna be uncalled for.
0: We're super necessary. Number 7. Joanna Janjacek
1: Boogie woman is coming! Don't blink tomorrow!
0: Intimidating and intimate are the best words to describe Joanna Janjacek's trash talk. She will of course boast in interviews and throw insults her opponents way at press conferences. That part of her game is certainly there.
1: There is only one. The queen of the world, and it's me, Joanna, the champion. And everyone knows that, but I think this press conference is a little bit too much. And after the uh, second face off, I think you cannot be the champion because. You just can't do this. You can't deal with the media. You cannot deal with the pressure. It's too much for you.
0: The boogie woman is, after all, coming to get you. But the far more effective and underrated part of Joanna's trash talk is the stuff she says that only gets picked up later in like an embedded episode or fight week vlog. Those moments you can see that she's saying something to her opponent during a stare down or in a quick backstage exchange. You just don't know what it is.
1: It's going to be last fight your last fight you're going to retire
0: Jin Jaeck is absolutely ruthless when facing her opponents and her intimidation tactics are pure psychological warfare
1: I want to see uh, their their souls and see how they are afraid of me you know and they know that I'm
0: the best. She wants them to be afraid, and whether they show it or not, having one of the greatest of all time whispering in your ear about how much trouble you're in has got to be rattling. It reminds me of the stories basketball players have told about Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, delivering a message meant to shatter their confidence right before the game, a threat only they get to hear. Joanna's verbal attacks feel very targeted, as if she's been studying her opponent's weaknesses and knows what would upset them.
1: I wanna make her quit and beg me to stop, you know, and this is what's going to happen.
0: She's always looking for an edge Her opponents, and that extends beyond the cage to her intimidating trash talk. Number six. Dominic Cruz. I was able to buy a house with all the wins I got over your team. There aren't too many fighters who can just make someone feel completely stupid like Dominic Cruz. His level of expertise, his legendary career status, and his blunt, quick witted nature are a deadly combination. This is not a man you want to get into an argument with on a microphone because you're probably going to get embarrassed. Sometimes it takes more cojones to stop yourself than it does to keep going. And that's something Mike Bisping can learn about. <laughs> right, He's I still learning. We, He's still learning.
1: We still Top have ten. Uh, Come, six fights to come on the card. Two We're gonna five. preview the
0: ahead. His trash talk game could be described best as a counterpuncher Yes, on its own, he can very effectively tear down an opponent verbally, and he has no problem doing so. But it's when his foes attempt to come back at him that he's at his best. Right, man, I'm done talking to you. You can't be done talking to me. You're right here facing <laughs> me, dummy. I'm You gotta talk to me. The poor fighters at Team Alpha Bale have been on the wrong side of Dom's incredible ability to humiliate with words far too many times. They have collected more loss bonuses losing to me from that team, all these UFC vets that he's talking about. If you slip up once with what you have to say, he's going to make sure that you are aware of it, and that only further throws off his opponents until they are in a verbal death spiral desperately hoping the exchange will end.
1: L is the pinnacle of
0: the division, you haven't gotten near it. You've lost every time. His often dismissive tone conveys his superiority. He knows he's great, and he knows his opponents aren't entirely sure they have what it takes to defeat him. So he uses that to poke holes in their confidence, or at the very least, irritate the hell out of them. He's just kind of a dick, and it works.
1: He says idiotic, ignorant things all the time, so it's easy to punch him. Am I doing
0: the interview, or he just gonna say here? I'm
1: cheering you on, Bob. I'm I'm you am surely
0: cheering. And all I can see is your chin flapping. Just chin <laughs> your mouth, man. Number five. Daniel Cormier. They said, Daniel, what do you want? I said, I want the easiest fight in the division. I want Ryan Bader. That clip you just watched was not trash talk. That was a eulogy at a funeral. They might as well have buried Ryan Bader six feet under right then and there. Daniel Cormier, more so than most on our list, is a well-known massive fan of professional wrestling. He was even in talks with the WWE to make a move to a commentary role post MMA career. He's a man that understands the art of selling a fight to get the most pay-per-view buys. I can give two shit about two shits about his feelings. So I'm gonna keep talking and it's
1: his job to shut me up. I just don't think he's good enough to beat me. Um, Whether it's 25 minutes or two rounds still going to I'm still going to win the fight.
0: His altercation with Brock Lesnar following his victory over Stepe Miocic at UFC 226, pure theater. Speaking of, push me now go to sleep later was a gem of a line. The vast majority of Cormier's trash talk is meant to entertain more so than strike fear. His many exchanges with Jon Jones throughout their rivalry now legendary and full of laugh-inducing insults. I could look like a crackhead with a suit on but I've never been a crackhead like you do. He's as quick as anyone in the heat of the moment and even if he has Plan something like the brilliant kid always in your wrestling bracket shot at Jones following UFC 173. John Jones,
1: you can't run away from me forever. I'm the kid at the wrestling tournament that is always in your bracket. No matter where you go, boy, I'm coming.
0: It feels entirely natural when delivered by Cormier. No matter how intense a rivalry gets, DC is always well aware his time on the microphone is meant to entertain an audience, and he delivers every time. Number 4. Ben Askren All I need is opportunity. As long as you don't prevent me opportunity, we're great. You would think that making yourself infinitely more punchable through constant trolling would be a bad thing, but Ben Askren has proven that it can be an incredibly effective way to propel your career, even if a flying knee a few seconds into that bout with Jorge Masvidal at UFC 239 would appear to say otherwise.
1: He's so dumb, he went as far as saying he wanted to end my bloodline, which I thought was hilarious because unless he's planning on putting hits out on all of my children, it's impossible for him to do so.
0: Askren's nearly un paralleled ability to talk trash is in large part what kept him so relevant for the 18-fight unbeaten run he had outside the sport's biggest promotion as well as the two-year layoff he would take before finally entering the UFC. One of the biggest factors leading up to the Masvidal fight that made it such a huge deal was the scorched earth social media and interview campaign Askren went on against every top 10 welterweight the second he signed his contract. I put a whole list of them there's so many bums in this division I want to beat up. Ben was full-on clowning 24-7 roasting everybody. His muscles aren't very big. His beard's pretty ugly. It was like he was everywhere and everyone was at his sights. His Twitter account in early 2019, one of the hottest things in the sport, MMA media outlets couldn't get articles out fast enough. Askren's overall intelligence, along with his quick-witted humor, gave him an air of mental superiority that drove his detractors nuts and made plenty of fighters absolute cannon fodder when he took aim in their direction. Once upon a time in Milwaukee, a young Kevin Lee showed up. It was just too easy to take him down. I started feeling really guilty about it. While his UFC campaign would fall short, there's no denying the sport has seen few who will ever match his trash talk. Boom Roasted He's such a moron. No, it's Colby Shut up. Number 3. Michael Bisping
1: Conceive, believe, achieve Shut the fuck up
0: (laughs) I guess if I were to describe Michael Bisping's style of trash talk as succinctly as I could, it would be to call it like Dom Cruz, dickish. I am the champion of the world, people. And I mean that in the most endearing way possible. Bispean cuts when he talks. There are razor blades coming out when he speaks into a microphone. Look at the state. here, you old fucking midget. He's just so quick and so good at tearing down his opponents. Hell, the man got George St. Pierre fired up backstage. Fuck off, man. Hey, I'm telling you, fuck off. If you're insecure about anything, never sign a fight with Michael Bispean, because he's going to eventually. Hit on whatever that insecurity is, in his endless volleys of insults.
1: Old man Henderson,
0: and he will tear you apart. Conceive, believe, achieve. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Poor Luke Rockhold, he really got the worst, or I suppose best, depending on how you look at it, of the count during their rivalry. knocked out, buddy. Sit down, shut. Got lucky. Never wanted to hold back his thoughts on anyone or anything. Bisping, over the course of his career, was particularly intolerant of fighters who he believed were PED users. This man is a cheat. This man is a fraud and i will make you pay for your mistakes tomorrow night my friend he's truly the don rickles of mixed martial arts and again i say that in an endearing way it's hard being that fast on the microphone while simultaneously being entertaining and hurtful and yet michael seems to naturally balance it perfectly there's a reason he has a popular podcast and is one of the ufc's top commentators and that is because few can dish it out like michael bisphine
1: i'm i'm not interested in fake belts i'm interested in the real belt um I'm a fan of Charles Sonnen but unfortunately just lately he's starting to look like a court jester as opposed to a fighter and Saturday night I'm going to make him look like the fool that he's
0: become. And he can keep his fake belt. Shove it up his ass. This question is for you. Number two, Chael Sonnen. Anderson Silva, you absolutely suck. Every fighter on our list today in some way, shape, or form owes a bit of a thanks to Chael Sonnen. Now, no, he didn't invent talking trash, and even in MMA, there were plenty who predated him. A prime Tito Ortiz was surprisingly strong on the microphone, honestly ahead of his time. But what Chael did in the lead up to his title fight with Anderson Silva at UFC 117, I'm sore tired under the
1: weather, over, trained under motivated and still tough enough to beat this guy he's got a black belt under the noguera brothers i think a black belt under the noguera brothers is saying i like i got a free toy in my happy meal i got two national championship plaques on my wall that says i can take him down i saved anderson's job uncle dana was going to give him his walking papers and i begged him keep him around keep him around for one more fight i will retire this guy This isn't gonna be a war. This is gonna be a one-sided pounding and I'm swinging the hammer.
0: And then for the remainder of his career was take what had been done in boxing and pro wrestling and elevate it to levels nobody had ever seen in mixed martial arts.
1: He tried to feed a bus a carrot, and now you're telling me that country has computers? I didn't know that!
0: He showed how receptive fans could be to trash talk building up to a fight. More effective than many were willing to accept, in fact. His title bout with John Jones coming off a loss to Anderson Silva in a division he hadn't competed in for eight years, absolutely ludicrous.
1: I was signing college scholarships when this kid was climbing up on his dad's knee asking for a couple of quarters because he heard the jingle of the ice cream truck outside. What do I care about a 25-year-old boy? He's dealing with Chael Sonnen. John's the best, but Chael's even better. I'm gonna put my chin down, I'm gonna walk across that cage, and I'm gonna put him on his ass.
0: For better or worse, Sonnen's tongue-in-cheek self-promotion alongside his trash talk laid the groundwork for so much of what we see in MMA today. Quote-unquote money fights, the most viable pay-per-view sellers getting preference over other top contenders. Chael's persona was a game-changer, and the sport is still feeling the effects of it to this very day. People want to talk about the vintage Vandalay. There was no vintage Vandalay.
1: There was a knucklehead in Japan who had the skill of the writers on his side. He didn't win any more matches over there by a big right-hand knockout than Hulk
0: Hogan won by leg drop. Number one, Conor McGregor. Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that guy? I'm not sure how anyone else could have topped our list. If Chael Sonnen was the trash talking messiah, then Connor McGregor was the second coming. Their two styles are certainly not in any way comparable, though. Sonnen's talk was always delivered with a wink and a nod. Connor's far more visceral and raw, crossing lines that make fans oftentimes uncomfortable. <laughs> But make no mistake about it, both of them knew what they were doing was good business, and that was the primary motivator. Whether it's on social media, in an interview, at a press conference, or face-to-face, McGregor's ability to talk trash is completely unparalleled. Nobody even comes close. Connor McGregor made us rich. Break out the red panties. He never misses a beat. He's the most quotable fighter in history. Who the fuck is that guy? The reason we have these big press conferences now is because of Connor, and he owned every single one of them that he was in. Take a Coffee break, Nate. <laughs> and by coffee break, I mean bring no. me my oh. coffee.
1: Count to ten, both of you, gentlemen, if you don't mind, just if you wouldn't mind counting to ten.
0: Nay can only count to five. <laughs> he makes gun signs with the right hand and animal balloons with the left hand. So I, I, I you're a credit to the community. What makes McGregor unique is twofold. He sprays venom in all directions, and he does his homework. If there is a potential for you to fight Conor one day, he is going to say something about you or to you, and while much of his trash talk is dismissive in nature because that's the name of the game, How can a fat guy be so skinny at the same time? I've never... I wouldn't be shocked if McGregor had file folders with every fighter's name on it so he could study them and systematically break them down mentally. He always knows the smallest details about his opponents, and that is no coincidence.
1: Dress your- fucking age, carrying a skill bag on stage. What are you doing
0: with a skill bag on stage? You can't even read. While many fans and members of the community have soured on Connor's antics, I know Habib has, it is still impossible to deny that what he's done in the realm of trash talk in this sport is so far beyond anyone else in scope or ability, he will absolutely top this list for the foreseeable future. People are always saying about the talk and I talk and I talk and I talk, but guess fucking what? I back it up. I back it up.
1: There's also media obligations. That is a separate discipline, and fires can be broke under
0: that spotlight. It can drain them, and they lose the fight before it even begins. A big, big thank you to Ben Rosette, who provided that sweet tune you heard in the intro. Check out his music by clicking the link in the description, and go give him a follow on his Instagram and Twitter page, at Ben Rosette. Huge shout out to the legendary once and future King Tomas Welsh for editing this video together. Follow him on Instagram at BigBeatVisual. That's Beat as in the band from Doug and not a forceful strike. Thanks for watching. Please give us a like and subscribe. We've got three new videos or more for you every single week. Let us know what you thought of the video in the comments below. Follow On Point MMA on Twitter and have yourself a wonderful day.